It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. It's brought to you by Built Bar. If you guys don't know about Built Bar, it is the best protein bar out there. And I don't just mean all the good stuff that's in it. It is the best tasting one, but don't just take my word for it. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first box. There's 18 in a box. Make sure to get the mint chocolate chip. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And speaking of not being disappointed, we've got an awesome Friday show for you guys. We've got one of our favorite guests on who we haven't talked to since almost near the end of the season. It's Serena Morales. Serena, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm, um, I'm home in Los Angeles at the moment. I've been eating blueberries to keep my mind sharp. And um, I'm excited because we're still working. We're still planning for, you know, the season. We got so far. We got new uniforms. We got new players. I love it. Hype edition. I'm yeah, hyped. I love it. Bringing it right back into the hype edition. If you guys listened to us in the past, that is how we finished every week with Serena Morales bringing this energy. And I'm glad she is back bringing it again. Uh, and we're going to talk about all those awesome things you just mentioned. Uh, the new uniforms, the logo, the rookies, how everyone's doing and, you know, working from home. Uh, and that's kind of where I want to start this conversation with you today is kind of how the Rams pivoted everything that they had going on. And right when all this hit, they were, you know, at the forefront of this and sending everyone home to work from home. What's life been like working at home? And is there any talks about, uh, you know, California slowly starting talking about opening up, about getting back together uh, over at the facility? I mean, I'm, I know there are big conversations being had by people who make a lot more money than I do. That being said, um, it's status quo. I actually... I have to applaud. Uh, I'll give a shout out to the media team specifically who, I mean, we have been all working from home and remotely and, uh, and doing all of all that we can social distancing wise. But during the time that everyone, you know, California technically shut down, you know, we had the draft and that went off seamlessly um, a virtual uh, draft show pre and post um then you had uh, all the IG or IG, all of the um, interviews on Zoom and Skype that I've been doing with the players that we've drafted, uh, players that have already been, you know, with the team like Brockers making, you know, when he got re-signed with the Rams. Um, so, you know, the media team. And then, you know, shout out to the guys who have been editing all these awesome videos, drafts, the schedule release. And then uh, most recently with the uniforms, I mean, the media team, I can speak to them. And I know the Rams organization as a whole has been working their butt off. But, but knowing the content and the amounts of, of video that has been edited, uh, all the creative teams, I mean, just the way, like, even if you look at, like, the uniform release and the creative team specifically that put the uniform that hasn't even been made yet on right. or, or hasn't been given to Tyler Higbee, I mean, that uniform looks like it was worn and it fits him and it's, it's perfect. So just like the art that's gone into it, everything. I mean, people are working so much to get everything that 
fans want to see and, and to feel excited because, you know, obviously sports is what makes us all feel good, right? And so we want to keep feeling as good as possible and feeling positive and showing, you know, Los Angeles that the Rams are here and we're still working as best as we can. So shout out to the media team, shout out to the Rams organization because they're doing everything they can with the limitations that are in place. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you saying that, too, because I think, you know, the Rams have been criticized a little bit over this offseason. Well, maybe not a little bit would be an understatement, but just the way that uh, the release of the logo and the, the feedback that they got from some of the hardcore fans and then the questions on when the uniform was going to be released. And they've been a lot going on, especially with everything being shut down. I think they're even more under a microscope right now than maybe they would be in any other offseason. Uh, but you got to look at all the other things. I mean, I really enjoyed kind of the behind-the-scenes uh, look at the draft process when they had some of the scouts on and they were showing some of the previous recordings. It was kind of like this pre-hard knocks of after the draft came out. So they put up a lot of great content. And then, like you mentioned with the uniforms, being able to see them on players, uh, trying to release this under these times where they can't do it the way they want to do it. And then having some of the really cool videos, like I saw Cooper Cup trying to find his helmet in the fridge and, and uh, yeah. you know, Robert Woods out there, you know, trimming the bushes and, and that, those type of videos. And you start to see the uniforms on the players and it starts to be, you know, kind of a little bit more real and you can start to, you know, grow on you a little bit. And, and I, I was excited to have this conversation with you too, because when it first came out, I wasn't really sure about this whole uh, bone color. I didn't know if it was bone white, bone gray. I don't know where, or if I just say it's bone and I got to get used to that, uh, but it's growing on me once it's I saw it on so Cooper cup. And that's oh, what yeah, I was excited so to talk cool. to you about. Bone color is money. Bone color is money. Never been done in the NFL. First time they got to test it out. I know you tweeted out. You were like, why do they got to test it out? And I was like, this is for TV, right? So they got to make sure it doesn't look like pale or weird or whatever. So they tested this stuff out. Um, and it, it just, it pops the blue, um, just popped off of that bone color. And like, it's the style now, right? Like a lot of people are wearing these natural neutral tones. So now it gives fans a better, um, like foundation, like to build off of where you can make it your own, right? Like I think that the stitching too, like shout out to like Tyrell, who's the head of our merchandise, who, you know, highlighted this little stitch where it has on the uniforms, the Los Angeles Rams, like written out in text. And you have that little yellow stitching that's on all three of the uniforms. And it's just the little details like that, that I just really love. I love that they're being innovative, that the players love that bone color. Because, it's, again, it's different. It's unique. You can make that. You can swag it out as much as you want, right? You can add yellow or blue or any color and make it your own, but you're still cheering for the Rams. So I think it even highlights more of why we appreciate all the individuality that goes on with this team. Um, I think that's, like, the foundation of why Sean McVay is so successful with this team is that he lets guys be who they are. He empowers the guys to go and do what they do best and sets them up for success. So you're doing that now with fans where they get to rep a uniform and you're going to set them up to be successful. So I'm super pumped about the bone uniform. I love that they kept the throwback and they improved on it. I think the blue is cool. Again, it's going to look nice with all the mix of all the color palettes that the Rams are coming out with. So, And then you've got a new uniform next year and a new yeah. uniform the year after that. So, I mean... Yeah, I'm not going to complain about here, my man. <laughs> I, lo I love it. And that's why I was excited to have you on because uh, I think I'm going to be really thrilled when I see the whole squad out there in the bone uniform. 
But I just had some questions when I first saw it, but I knew I was like, all I got to do is talk to Serena about this and she's going to get me back on track and get me excited about it. And that's what you did. I love those patches that you mentioned as well, uh, especially the one that has, I think it's on the bone jersey, the Los Angeles with the yellow stitching on it. It, You're right. There are some really sleek touches. Everything is purposeful here. It's no mistakes on anything that they did. And and it's just going to be exciting to see them run out of the tunnel in a brand new stadium and some brand new uniforms and to see the guys get so excited about it when they release that video and mm-hmm. and those are natural reactions it's not like they said hey guys give us some really yeah. good stuff when you do it like you saw Jalen Ramsey stoked to get in there uh Troy Hill had some really good quotes about you know looking good and playing good and and he seemed to really like everything that's going there so the players like it I think the fans will slowly get on board and I think there's a good mix of a lot of people that really like the uniforms the logo I think is going to have to grow on people but over time I think they'll start to you know it's different so when you're looking at it, you got to get used to it. Uh, but I think they're going to really like that. And as you mentioned, two more uniforms coming. Uh, so stay put. The Rams aren't done here. And that's what's exciting. Speaking of it, we're not done here. We're going to take a break. We're going to step aside. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about some of those rookies, some of the conversations that Serena's been having in this offseason and hear how things are going for some of these new guys stepping into the league for the first time. But first, before we get over to the next segment, got to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the number one best tasting protein bar that's out there. And yes, that's my opinion, but all you got to do is go try it and I guarantee you are going to put the stamp of approval on it as well. My favorite flavor is the mint chocolate cream, but I'm out, I'm running out. I got to go back and order some more. They went by fast like that. Each box has 18 bars in it. Seven flavors right now, seven with nuts, seven without nuts, as well as they've got the new bonus flavors that just came out. Chocolate cookie dough, as well as mango and peach cobbler. Every time I say that peach cobbler, it sounds so good. Those new flavors are add-ons. Add-ons, $9. You get $10 promo code, so you can either get the free add-on or go get it taken off your box. Boxes are $37, brings it down to $27 with the discount. Again, head to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't just take my word for it. These are the best. Go try them yourself. Built Bar, $10 off when you use the promo code LOCKEDON over at BuiltBar.com. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're back here with Serena Morales. If you are not following her on social media, go do it right now. It's at Serena on Twitter. It's at Morales Morales on Instagram. And uh, you'll see how she's living quarantine life, which is like with uh, Upside Down. And I saw a really funny video of you... uh, the other day on Instagram, always amusing on Instagram, always good for a laugh, and then, uh, you know, always delivering some good Rams news. So go give her a follow over there. Uh, with 
kind of where we were talking about at the end of last segment about some of these rookies, you've had a chance to kind of talk with a bunch of these guys coming in. Uh, what are their thoughts during this whole process? Everything is different. So it's not like any other rookie class coming in. How have they handled some of the things that are going on and, and how excited are they just to get to work? Every rookie that I have spoken to is so excited. I mean, this is like a brand new experience for everyone. And I'll, I know that you asked me about rookies, but I'll give you this. Um, Andrew Whitworth, who is so well at just explaining things to people who are dumbfounded always. Andrew Whitworth said that even though you're, you're doing these virtual meetings, it actually in some sense gives uh, players a better connection because when you're sitting in these meeting rooms, no one's looking at each other, right? right. You're all looking at the same screen and you're looking at the place. In these virtual meetings, to Whitworth's point, you're looking at all the other guys in the video, right? Everyone is paying attention so you can go, oh, what's that in your background? Or, oh, your kid is jumping into your lap while you're trying to focus on, you know, some play made on offense last season, right? So I think all of those things, while it's new for everyone, it kind of helps ease rookies in because it's a new process for everyone. And also, you are technically getting more face time literally because you are facing a computer or a phone and you're taking notes, but you're getting to see these guys a little better. I also think people are just making more of an effort. There's been some jokes that Sean McVay has done extra to be extra funny and make jokes um, because he's a guy who, when you see him talk to the players, he's walking back and forth. He's his own hype edition, right? Yeah. Me being on the hype edition, Sean's his own hype edition. So, you know, he doesn't have the ability to physically be near the players and and these types of things. So I think there's this extra effort being made on all fronts. I mean, I even uh, talked to the team nutritionist, uh, Joey Blake, the other day, and he's like, dude, I'm like trying to just do what I can, but it's hard because he's someone like me. It's like, I need to be around people. Like, we need to talk to people. So um, everyone, I think, is just doing their best and – so, yes, I think the rookies are super excited. I think some of the guys, um, when I spoke to Cam Akers, the 52nd pick that the Rams had out of Florida State, the running back, I think he's a great addition. He carries himself well. He's excited to be part of the team. Um, I think he's he is open-minded. He was working out when I did my Skype interview with him. So I was like, great, you keep doing what you're doing, buddy. I'll right. let you go. <laughs> yeah. um, I think someone, and, and you know, you're filling some gaps here with Todd Gurley's departure, with Brandon Cook's departure. Then you're going to fill in another guy like Van Jefferson. I spoke earlier today to Jim Everett, former uh, quarterback for the Rams, and he actually said that uh, Van Jefferson, he's a huge fan of Van Jefferson. Uh, at one point in Houston, uh, Jim Everett said that he threw to Van Jefferson's father and Crazy. said that he is so, if he's anything like his father, he is going to be a great addition just the way that his route running is so pristine and so clean. If he's going to be anything like his dad and I've heard he's better, then we're going to have a great guy like that. He kind of described him as a combination between a Cooper cup and a Robert Woods. So um, there's no complaints there. So outside of those two, I think we're filling in some, we're strengthening some groups with the linebackers, um, you know, even getting a kicker and having, you know, three kickers on our roster right now, all right, we got a kicking competition, yeah. right? And I think that's going to help, you know, grow and, and, and fill a void of, you know, uh, Greg DeLeg, who, you know, is now with the Cowboys. I think this is going to be great to have uh, that, you know, competition always breed success, so that's exciting. But And then, obviously, uh, I think we'll be a fan favorite, uh, Clay Johnson, the linebacker out of Baylor, who said he's going to run through a wall when he got signed. 
Um, I just think, you know, drafted guys like that, like that's the, that's the kind of attitude we want and need. And so overall, I think the rookies are super excited and, and, you know, why wouldn't they be? This is like, right. You hit your dream. Now what, what am I doing? Um, but I think because it's a learning experience for everyone in some sense, it may help these rookies kind of transition into the NFL a little, a little better. Yeah, and uh, going back to your very first point, and you look at the way, I mean, I look at the way you talk about how they're moving everything online, and instead of being in a meeting room and sitting, everyone's looking forward and not really interacting, and now you're face-to-face. And when you're working from home, you sometimes almost work harder because you're trying to prove that you are paying attention and that you are getting everything. And so in a weird way, this could be a benefit for some of these guys if they're taking it serious that they can find a way to continue to improve because everyone else is you know, checking in. Hey, did you go to that meeting? Hey, are you doing your workouts? Uh, So you don't want to be the one that didn't do it. It's a weird way to look at it, but uh, it's good to see that you know a a veteran like Andrew Whitworth kind of sees that vision of, hey, this may not be a bad thing for us in a way we can find a good out of it and that's one thing I really liked about Les Snead kind of a part of this process he's mentioned many times that the Rams have been doing some of these virtual meetings whether it was with the coaching staff over the past couple years and that one of the first things he thought of is like you're going to have to adapt in any way of life. So you might as well, you know, make it in this format uh, the same. So really excited to see how that kind of trickles down through the rest of the team. Um, But you talked about a handful of those positions. And I do want to check in on a couple of the injuries that we saw um, from last season, Micah Kaiser and John Johnson, two guys that are going to come back and expect to have a big role. Um, How are they, you know, recouping off of their injury last year? Are they going to be ready to go if the season is is starting? And, and, um, you know, how are they looking right now in this process? I know Micah and, and JJ and John Johnson are both taking their rehab very seriously. Um, I know that they're, they're doing their rehab. I know JJ specifically has been just like itching to just make sure he's in the best shape. He actually, um, I know when I spoke to the team nutritionist, Joey Blake, JJ's like, I, I need to eat healthy. I, I want to like make sure I take my nutrition seriously. So that's like something that JJ is, taking very seriously and he's making sure he's doing the right things to be ready um, when the season starts and Micah too. Um, I know they, they, he's been cooking a ton and um, he's actually just, I think he's been working out so much that he's picked up like video games. He's done call of duty, which is hilarious. Um, so he's been eating very clean, but he's like, I need to like rest my legs. So he ended up buying like an Xbox <laughs> just to like rest his legs. Cause obviously then you work out too much, but both of them, like, I, I mean, I've seen you know, last season, you know, on the sidelines, and I know how difficult it can be for a player when you're sitting and watching your team and you're like, I can't help out. And both of them have said to me many times, like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get back. So I'm excited to see them both back, and I know they're doing everything they can to be as healthy as possible for when the season starts. Yeah, a different process again for these guys kind of rehabbing a a little bit maybe on their own, maybe not on their own, but away from campus, especially as everything's shut down right now. But hopefully uh, we'll see that open back up. But good to hear that both those guys are staying on track and getting healthy. Uh, They're going to be much needed in this coming season. We're going to talk about this coming season up next, where the Rams fit in the division, some of the other new key members on the coaching staff and on the team. Uh, We'll get Serena's opinion. So more coming up. Serena Morales, Friday edition, coming up right after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fantasy Football with your Locked on Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. 
The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So we talked about some of the rookies coming in and how the virtual offseason is going. Uh, but the, a couple of the big guys that are in the building that are brand new are Brandon Staley and Kevin O'Connell. And they're trying to implement some of their own uh, you know, visions, or especially with Brandon Staley, as he's looking to kind of implant his defense. Um, how is that? Th- how do you think that transition is going to go from Sean McVay not having an offense coordinator and then a brand new defensive coordinator? I'm sure those guys are talking daily, but uh, are you expecting a slow start? Or do you think that this Rams, with the way we talked about it, that they can get off and, and get clicking right out of the gate? So everything I've heard, I mean, I, I've met uh, both, both the new OC and DC, but especially with Brandon Staley, I've heard from multiple players on the defense that, he has energy like no other, and they and it's sort of like reigniting. I mean, imagine, right? You had Wade Phillips as your DC before, and now you who's very calm, and he's like, "All right, son, get out there and do your thing." Right? right. Which is great, right? Like that is something that like every person again is different, and you're going to empower someone differently. And whether you have someone like Wade Phillips or not, it just I think it's great because now it's like okay, we got rid of a, uh, of a legend, but we're bringing in a guy who's like, yo, let's go. Everyone get hyped. I'm yeah. hyped. You're hyped. We're all going to be hyped together. And you have young guys. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey is ready to get out on the field and show everyone what he can do and be with the, the Rams for a full season, right? Because he came in mid-season last, last year. And, and I've heard just from so many different players that he has this energy that's like kind of – you know, you can't help but gravitate towards. And if you're having that sort of energy via virtual meetings, then I can't wait to see this guy, you know, game day, right? So I think that's great. I think it's great to have an, uh, a new offensive co- or to have an offensive coordinator. It, I think it takes off some pressure on Sean McVay so that he can just be a head coach and oversee everything. I think um, that's going to give support to a guy like Jared Goff, who's seen so many changes throughout his time as a Rams give him some consistency. I mean, every time you hire a quarterback coach or anything for Jerry, he gets, they get picked up and they become a head coach somewhere, an offensive coordinator somewhere. So I think this is a great place for Sean and for everyone to kind of stabilize. And I don't see why, you know, especially now where people are at home more and really focusing and hunkering down. I don't see why um, this would take time to kind of work through things. I think it's like, we have time. We're home. We're just in our, our places right. and comforted, and we don't have to move anywhere. We don't have to be in L.A. traffic. We don't have to think about anything we can work. And so I think this is a great situation. As you said before, I think a lot of people who are working from home are working even harder because it's like, oh, i got to show you that I'm working. Yeah, right? like, yeah. You can't see me physically in the office. And so I'm just, I think, having a new OC or having an OC in general, having a defensive coordinator, again, who's as, as energetic as has been described, 
um, is great. You know, having a new special teams uh, coach with um, John Bonamigo, I think is great and it's going to reignite, you know, a, a special teams group that has two of the longest tenured runs with Jake McQuaid and Johnny Hecker. And again, having a kicking competition with three different kickers and seeing, you know, how that group comes together. And, you know, of all people like how important that special teams is to Sean McVay. He believes in, you know, working and winning games in all three phases. And you see the success that some guys have when they play on special teams, like a guy like Corey Littleton, who was an undrafted free agent and worked his way up to being a starting linebacker. And now, you know, getting paid by the Raiders, I think it's exciting to see, like, what this group can do. So it's not to, like, dismiss it. We got three new coaches on this team outside of a new running back coach. I think it's exciting. Um, and I think it's going to really reignite an energy that this Rams team, uh, you know, can – I don't think needed, but – is like here. You want some extra caffeine? All right, I'm putting you an extra cup of coffee. Go. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. And I think I think it's is very well said there at the end. Is is it doesn't hurt to have some of these guys coming in with energy. Wade Phillips, great coach, but just a different coaching style. And to have a guy, and I think that's the interesting thing about you know McVeigh and what he's brought in is. Uh, you know, if he can recruit as well as he's coached before, I think we're going to be just fine. And, and you're kind of hearing from some of the players that are already really excited about their interactions with their new coaches. Uh, one of those new players is Leonard Floyd coming over from Chicago. And I look back to when Dante Fowler came here from Jacksonville and he was kind of, I don't want to say run out of town, but they were over him over there, uh, almost labeled as a bust. He came out here and he flourished under the Rams system. This is kind of similar in my eyes to what Leonard Floyd's maybe leaving Chicago. Uh, people out there might have looked at him and go, hey, he didn't do much for us for where we drafted him. What is his uh, expectation coming up this year? How has he talked about you know, being excited about coming into Los Angeles and kind of hitting a, free, a fresh start, even with a coach that he's worked with in the past? Right. And he's even said, he's like, I'm super, like, again, that energy from Brandon Staley is just obviously infectious. And I think also you're going to come in and be an edge rush. You're going to be on the D line. Who do you have on that D line? Yeah. You have Aaron Donald, shirtless Aaron Donald, who puts a jersey on because he gets paid for it. (laughs) So your game all of a sudden is going to be even better because they're going to double team and quadruple team and take the entire offensive line and the running back and whoever else. And they're going to put them on number 99, which means you have all of this open opportunity to flourish. We saw that happen with a guy like Dante Fowler. So whatever you can say, oh, this guy was washed up or this or that, he's coming into a brand new team, a new system, and lots of opportunity to flourish. Again, you've got a great mix of veteran and young guys. Um, I'm excited to see Sebastian Joseph Day really flourish with this D-line. I'm excited to see A.D. do what A.D. does. He's got his boy Brock. I mean, there's only positives here when you have Aaron Donald on your defense and on your team and period. So it don't matter who you're going to pull in, but I think I'm really excited to see a guy like that who's excited to prove himself on a new team. Yeah, no, very good points there. And I love that you even mentioned, you know, Brockers back because I don't know how many times in this offseason I kept quoting from you when I talked to you and you you kept telling us that how important he was to the locker room and it was sad to see him go and then so exciting to see him come back and it made Aaron Donald really happy and I think it's important, uh, especially as we've seen some of those other players leave, that we have leadership on that defense. Michael Brocker's really excited about him working with Sean and obviously the rookie Terrell Lewis and Terrell Burgess as well, but a lot of things to get excited about and that's what's interesting as you're looking 
looking at some of the national look at the Rams is they're kind of placing the Rams almost in this rebuild year because Todd Gurley's gone and, you know, uh, Brandon Cooks is gone and some of the defensive guys are gone. Uh, and I've seen win projections at three, four, five and putting us in fourth place. And But when you look at this division, it's tough. Where do you see the Rams right now with this roster? Because they don't have a lot of money left. It's not like they're going to go out and get a lot of free agents at this point. Um, where do you see them in the division that is really tough in the NFC West? I, I see us, I mean, right up there at number one, number two, like, look, are we going to ignore that the NFC West is the top division in the NFL? No. But did you see what the Rams did the past few years under Sean McVay? If you had uh, the same uh, win-loss that we had last season, we would have played a, a playoff game, yeah. right? So, I mean, it's, it's tough to, to go and say, I, I mean, again, you've got Arizona and just Cliff Kingsbury's uh, backyard by itself to win a playoff game. <laughs> so I don't knock, you know, anything from this division. However, I just think, you know, sometimes, right, like, again, new uniform, new stadium. Um, I know for me as, as a runner now, sometimes when you just need, like, hey, you know you can run and you're a very good athlete, right? And you're just kind of like, oh, I'm kind of in a funk. So I put on, I go buy some new sneakers, right? I go get some new workout clothes. All of a sudden I'm like, well, yeah, I've got some new tunes, put a little Spotify playlist together. All of a sudden I'm a little more energetic. I'm a little more excited, right? Oh, I might go look at some new uh, workouts. I might start doing things. I think that is where you give credit to a guy like Sean McVay and Les Mead and that front office is like, hey, we got a guy like Sean McVay, and he has proven himself to be a savant, a genius, whatever you want to call it, and it's proven himself to be a great head coach. Now let's continue to put these pieces together. I mean, when he was pretty much like, hey, here's the team, work with it, figure it out, right? And so you got a guy like Jared Goff, um, who has the craziest arm in all of the universe. I mean, that dude, his, his arm, he can throw forever, right? So <laughs> what do we need to do? We need to protect a guy like that. Let's get our offense together, our, our offensive line together. Let's protect him, right? Oh, he's got pieces like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Let's do an 11 personnel offense where we can disguise certain plays and make things work. I mean, he's going to work with what he has. And now, in this time, he is given the reins of like, okay, my friend, we, you proved to us that you can succeed with what we give you. Go ahead. You make your chicken broth. You throw in your vegetables. You go make your soup now with what you want to go. You go to Whole Foods and you buy your, <laughs> your ingredients and go cook up a nice little uh, you know, soup or, or a meal. So I think that's where it's at right now. And I can only see this Rams team, you know, really making an impact, not just in the NFL, but, you know, especially in the NFC West. Like they are not to be reckoned with. Oh, man, I missed your analogies and your storytelling. That's for sure. I mean, we talked about. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's backyard went in a playoff game. You're making soup, you're new runners getting the new shoes and how that feels for the coaching staff and looking at uh, the Rams getting new jerseys and the new stadium. So much to be excited about uh, in this upcoming season. And you're right. I think that's the, the crazy thing about the NFC West. If you look at it, I think the Rams could be anywhere from first to third. And I think that could be a separation of a game or two games. I mean, it's going to be a really close one. Uh, and it really just comes down to winning those games in the division. So they're going to be very important, including Arizona, who's getting better and better. Really fun schedule for the Rams. They've got uh, seven games versus playoff teams. I think it's tied for uh, near the top of the league as far as most versus playoff teams. They've got 
five in the prime time. So no boringness coming for the Rams schedule whenever that is going to kick off. Serena, hey, we appreciate you stopping by, saying hello, and, and filling us in with everything that's happening Rams right now. Um, can't wait to talk to you again. We'll look to have this maybe in a couple weeks. We'll have you back and see uh, when things are going. Is Hard Knocks still on for the Rams? Do you know anything about that? Or, or are we going to have any sneak peeks of that at some point? I have not heard anything yet. However, it, it is. I'm sure that the, the peeps at HBO are currently trying to figure out where GoPros can be placed and what goes on right. so that we can have ourselves a show with both the Rams and the Chargers. So, yeah. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure Hard Knocks will, will live somehow. Look, they put on Saturday Night Live every week. And there's, you know, all those guys are all over the place in New York City. So if you can put a Saturday Night Live on, you can put a Hard Knocks on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're excited. I can't wait to see that stadium uh, continuing to get completed. It looks like it's almost done at this point, And hopefully we'll have football. But, Serena, we appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Bear. Appreciate it. With that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.